0: Welcome to Tuned to Yesterday, delivering programs from radio's golden years. Mark LeVonier, your host for an hour of radio westerns. Later on, it's Fort Laramie with Raymond Burr. But first, The Frontier Gentleman, starring John Daner. The CBS episode called Sheriff Beljoy's Prisoner, from June 8, 1958.
1: The events that took place in Shoshone, Wyoming Territory, are still something of a nightmare to me. This report to readers of the London Times will explain why recent dispatches
2: have been delayed. Frontier, gentlemen. Here with an Englishman's account of life and death in the West. As a reporter for the London Times, he writes his colorful and unusual stories. But as a man with a gun, he lives and becomes a part of the violent years in the new territories. Now, starring John Daner, this is the story of J.B. Kendall, Frontier Gentleman.
1: The story of my journey to Yellowstone National Park began with a coach of the Yellowstone Stage Line pulling into the town of Shoshone, midway point between Bear Claw and the National Park. Beside myself the coach carried a Mr. and Mrs. Willis of Baltimore and a thin young man of about 25 whose name was Black. As the driver pulled up in front of the Shoshone Hotel, a group of men came forward to meet us. One of them was wearing the badge of deputy
3: sheriff.
4: Hey! charlie well this seems to be a nice little town
3: yes it does let's stretch our legs my dear you getting help mr kendall yes according to the schedule it seems we'll have our supper here uh, boys looking for somebody that's right charlie you tell your passengers to just take it easy have them go into the hotel lobby right Ah, folks mr kendall mr willis yes
5: this here's c.b beljoy he's deputy sheriff Says for you all to go on in the hotel.
3: I suppose we don't want to. Well, then, Mr. Black, I reckon you'll have to take that up with him. That right, CB? Mister, you wearing a gun? No. Then you got no choice, have you? Now, you go on with the others, just wait in the lobby. The sheriff will... Oh, no. Here he comes, right now.
4: Oh. Oh, Henry, look at him. Mercy on a poor sinner.
6: Harry. Remember. You. Clyde. Boy. Mine. Son. Did fine. Just fine. Thank you, Paul. Son of mine. C.B.
3: Howdy, Sheriff.
6: Charlie. Charlie. Charlie, I hope we ain't... Put you out too much. No, sir. We can much. lay over
3: here tonight if you say so.
6: Good. Good. And he's the passengers, Clyde. Clyde, son of mine.
3: That's right, Paul.
6: Yeah. Ragtail bunch. Well, let's get it over with.
3: You folks go yeah. on in the lobby now. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
6: Help me get him out! Uh, you're crying, CB. You. Hey, you're get him out. Stop sniveling. Help me up. Out of here. Now, you, boy. I'm here, Paul. son. Now, uh, that's it. Give me your hand. Here you are, boy. Hand, bright boy. But now, then, poop. Thank you. Poop. Somebody get behind me, that's it now, You two back there. Do that push. Soft. Hold. Push. Up. All right. That's it. There. There.
4: There.
1: He entered the hotel without further mishap, and we were instructed to take seats facing him. After we had complied, the deputy, C.B., told us why we were being held there.
3: Paul got a telegraph message a while ago from the sheriff in Claw. Mm. Now, it seems like somebody snuck into the Lucky Dollar Saloon office and walked off with a payroll just about when the stage was due to pull out. Mm. The sheriff down there... Bane,
6: Bane Johnson.
3: Yes, Paul. Johnson. The sheriff, Johnson. Ben Johnson, ben he figures the man that did it rode off on the stage. Uh, you mean you think it's one of us? Well, that's yeah. what the sheriff in Bearclaw thinks. Hey, look, Gildy. It could
6: be in cahoots. Ah, uh, boy. Now,
3: just a minute, sir. Uh, who's he? What name's he Willis, Paul? He uh, says it's his wife traveling with uh, Woman looks like her. Gotta
6: be his wife. What? Well, why, Why,
3: sheriff? Would you mind? Don't bother me, what...
6: me during court, Mister. Court? That's right.
3: But this ain't a right. Well, I mean, this can't be no court. Where's the judge and the jury? <laughs> Mister Black, this here is paw court. <coughs> you mean it's kangaroo court?
6: Hey. Why you? You call me a kangar, a kangaroo? Are you dirty? The uh, $50. Give me... $50 give me for what? Contempt. Or 50 days, which you decide.
1: But I... You can't... Mr. Kendall. Excuse me, Sheriff. But according to law, a sheriff doesn't have the authority to exercise a fine from anyone in court. Only the judge can do that.
3: A judge just did it.
1: You mean he's the sheriff and the judge?
3: And the jury. The jury. And the mayor. Uh, and the town council.
6: Council executioner. Boy, you forgot. Executioner. Well,
3: that, too. Executioner, yes, sir. All right,
6: all right. Now we understand. Let's get on with it. Bring him to attention. Attention, son.
3: Yes, sir. Son. This court's hereby in session. Judge Granger Beljoy presiding.
0: First
6: case, the P. April against thief of the lucky dollar in Belclaw. Oh, now... Which one of them you reckon did it, son? Him?
3: Henry! Sheriff, sure, I... Reckon
6: not, no, no. She wouldn't let him loose long enough, long enough, long enough to rob us a oon Oh, must be you, mister. No, Pa, that's
3: the English fella. Yeah,
6: a foreigner. Pussy-footin' foreigner. That's how I figure. No guts. He wouldn't do it if he was... If he was
3: starving.
6: Really livid,
3: starved. Well, that yeah. that leaves him, Pa. Yeah. Now, how do you
6: plead? How, what's his name? Black. Name, how do you plead? Black. Plead? Yeah. I ain't yeah. pleading no way to something I didn't do. Innocent. But boy, boy, you look guilty see? as here, uh, as in. Might as well confess.
3: But I didn't do nothing. Uh, sheriff. You keep out of this, Mr. Kendall. Black... You say you're innocent.
6: Yes. I say
3: you're you're
6: you're guilty. You got witnesses.
5: Why no? I got no. <coughs> sheriff, Judge Belton, yeah. your honor,
6: sheriff. Yeah.
5: why? What? what is it, Charlie? Judge, sir. Yeah. Sam over at the telegraph office told me to give you this. Oh. Just come in. Well,
6: let's see. Let's see. Here.
5: That.
6: Here. That. Uh, from the sheriff. Bear claw, man, rob saloon, known to be tall. All regards, Johnson. Johnson, tall.
3: Well, that lets me out. Yeah, it sure does. It's got to be the Englishman, then, Pa. Uh, now, just a minute here. Kendall, don't you try nothing. Henry, help him. Grab hold of that Englishman, boy. I don't boy, grab. grab. Pa. Grab. He tries anything, I'll ventilate him with this here shooting iron. Good, good, son of mine.
6: Good. Now. Yeah. 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 Kendall, I hereby sentence you to a term two years my Jay you j-
1: jail. <laughs> Being incarcerated in the Shoshone Jail wasn't the most pleasant experience, but I did manage to sleep. And while I was oblivious to the cares of the outside world, I learned later that Sheriff Beljoy received another telegraph message from the Sheriff of Bearclaw.
3: Read it out loud.
1: Yeah, huh?
6: yeah, read it. it. It's it. It's it. He says, "A thief captured here, he has confessed robbing lucky dollars. Release your prisoner, sign John. Why, that lowdown. Oh, low that's
4: You are, child. Your pa promised you, and there ain't nobody makes as good a teacher of manners as such as a foreigner. Ain't that right, Granger?
6: I'm going to have to let him go. Why? Oh.
4: Why can't you just pretend you didn't get no message? You
6: know why, woman. You
4: let him go. Mm. What's going to become of me? That's Look. right. Look at her. Your own flesh and bloody image. Yeah. Poor thing. Yeah. You think anybody's yeah. gonna pay her any mind when yeah. she don't even have good-mannered learning? Now,
6: Lorene, sweet potato, mine, you...
4: Don't uh, lard up to me. Woman, it ain't my fault. You don't want oh. me to have no learning, no English oh. learning or nothing. Oh, honey, <laughs> honey,
6: part I do, but... You uh, want
4: your daughter to have oh. the best... You'll tear up that message. You'll make believe you never got it. And the Englishman'll be made a trustee like you promised, and he'll learn me all he yeah. knows, whether he likes it or not. Granger, better joy, huh. carried up.
6: Woman, you, you female. Mom, doing it.
4: Gritty. Oh, come. Oh, here, now, don't overexcite yourself, honeypot. No. Best you be getting no. long to bed now. Yes, ma'am. Night, pa! Night. Uh, you done right for her. And after a year or so, that Englishman might get used to her. Might even decide to stay here permanent.
1: The morning following my arrest, I was served an unusually tasty breakfast by an unusually beefy young woman named Mercy Day Beljoy. Between giggles, she managed to indicate that she admired foreigners. About an hour later, I was taken under guard into Sheriff Beljoy's office.
3: Here he is, Paul. Uh, yeah,
6: Kendall, I'm gonna come to the point, point if I can. Now, daughter of mine, Mercy Day, to her mother, want you to... Sh- to learn her prom, A problem.
3: Drop her.
1: Drop
3: her. Prom, her, 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 her. Oh boy.
1: Boy, tell him. No. Well,
3: what Paul means, yeah. Mr. Kendall, yeah. is that he's offering you a chance to be somebody around here. A trustee. Come and go as you like. Long as we have your words, you won't run off. Yeah. Now, how about it? Yeah. Well, you got something to say, ain't you?
1: I have more than something to say. Sheriff, has it ever occurred to you that I might have friends... Business associates and the like who will note my disappearance and start asking questions. Well, like who?
3: Yeah, like who?
1: For your information, I happen to be a duly accredited correspondent of the London Times. Well,
3: now, now, what does that mean, Paul? That duly accre- uh, accredited. Uh, means, means his credit's good. Oh, is good. that so?
1: That is not so. What it means is that the newspaper I work for expects to receive a journalistic report from me within the next fortnight. When they don't receive it, somebody's going to start asking questions. And when that happens, they'll start looking for me.
3: Bob, oh, they ain't going to have much trouble finding him. Why, those folks on the stage... It... They're, they're long gone. aren't they? Yeah, but... Well, what about his writings?
6: They're, they're going to receive it just the same as usual. You know... Only, Kendall, you write one word about being in this predicament. Uh, predicament. A mess. You won't get no food at no time. No time. You
3: won't get out of that cell. Oh, well. That's it. So. Well, how about it, Kendall? So. Now, you want to eat, don't you? And that cell can get mighty small after being in it 24 hours steady. Now, are you going to do what Pa wants you to? learn my little sister manners and behave yourself, or you going to stay in your cell. Well, I
1: don't seem to have much of a choice, do I?
3: No, sir. You sure don't.
1: <laughs> the first lesson was arranged in the Beljoy backyard. I was escorted to the house, then turned loose in Mercy Day's lair. She was eager. One can say that for her. And she tried hard. cow.
4: That's it. Oh, that's so pretty. Oh, there's my ma. I want her to hear that piece. Mom! Ma, this man's learning me so good. Fine, honeypot. How now, brown cow. Ain't that just a stuff? <laughs> that's fine. She's doing fine, ain't she, mister? Uh,
1: well, it's uh, quite nicely.
4: What about her manners? You ain't forgetting her manners, are you? Please, here a lady don't spit in front of a man no matter how much she wants to. Well, I declare. What's she supposed to do? That's right. You didn't tell me that, mister, what she's supposed to do.
1: The lessons continued, and as the days passed, my hope for an early rescue waned. Even if someone did come to Shoshone to inquire about me, Belljoy would deny ever having seen a journalist from England. And as for my reports to the Times, well, Mercy Day was a good cook, and I disliked going hungry. So the reports were sent off per contract, except for one small detail. Those mailed by Beljoy were almost verbatim copies of the first reports I sent home after arriving in this western wilderness. Sooner or later, someone would arrive to inquire about me. But when help did come, it was from an unexpected quarter.
3: Candle? You come on out of there. My pa wants to talk to you. Huh? What about? You'll see, and I sure pity you. Why, he's sitting in the office with a bottle of whiskey in front of him and his face so red, he looks like it's going to explode. Go on. pog fool, No, pa. He ain't none of them things.
6: Pa. He ain't. We'll see you. Kendall! You! candle, over here! Why, Mr.
4: Kendall, how charming to here. see you! Here! Here, Kendall! Paul. Here.
3: Paul. Here. Before you get started, can I have a suck-off of that bottle? Before you get <laughs> Scott! Yes, sir! Kendall! You miserable!
6: Female stealing! <laughs> Carnival! Steaming! Paul, he ain't! I mean, he ain't! Yeah. It
4: isn't none of that! He he ain't
6: in love. He's He's sick. Look at his
1: face.
4: But he does love me. Tell him, Mr. Kendall.
1: Mercy Day, Sheriff, I.
4: It's all right, honey. You just speak up.
1: Sheriff, I have no intentions, honorable or otherwise, toward your daughter.
4: Paul, you scared him. He can't say it to you like he did to me. I
1: said what to you, Mercy Day?
4: But that's poetry. Sure is. Perthiest thing I ever heard. Wait a minute.
6: Wait a minute. A minute now. Uh, you really did say such words to my little girl, Kanda? He
4: just uh, admitted it.
1: Well, yes. But that's part of
6: your...
4: Part of courting me, huh, honeypot. Paul, why don't you pronounce us man and wife right now? Mm-hmm.
1: Later, much later, I returned to my cell, still a bachelor, a state Mercedes seemed determined to change. Beljoy had ordered the lesson stopped. My privilege as trustee rescinded. I was contemplating my dark future when I heard it. A scraping sound, just outside my cell.
5: Kendall? You, Kendall, come over yeah. to the window. Who is it? Me, Charlie i thought you and everybody else had forgotten about me no just waiting for the right time besides i couldn't do nothing as long as i was sitting atop the stage i had to wait for my day off which is now charlie
1: take a message no
5: no don't fool with messages i aim to get you out of there
1: if you do i'll be in your debt for
5: hush all that jabber ain't no time for it now look the stage leaves for bear claw in half an hour and you're gonna be on it how yeah with this you know how to use one of those, don't you? Oh, yes. Good. Yes, I do. Now, the sheriff's going to dinner. Won't be back. Only CB's here. Uh, just don't shoot anybody. You don't have to. Oh, and remember, half an hour. You just be out front, wave, and the stage will stop. I won't be driving, but it's all set so you can get aboard. Thanks, Charlie. Oh, Charlie. Charlie.
1: Why are you doing this?
5: Well, Mr. Kendall, you won't believe this, but you know that little gal, that Mercy Day? Oh. You're ruining her, teaching her good manners and such. She thinks she's getting too good for me. You keep on. She won't marry me ever.
1: You know the saying, one man's meat is another's? Well, you know it. Fifteen minutes later, I walked to the door of my cell and yelled for CB. He responded, took one look at the gun in my hand, and promptly agreed to surrender his gun and step into my cell, which I just as promptly locked. A few minutes later, the stage pulled up and I stepped aboard. It wasn't until some time after I returned to Bearclaw that I was told what had happened when Sheriff Beljoy learned of my escape. He was sitting on his back porch with Charlie, the driver.
5: So he lit out like a yeah. big saddle bird.
6: Boy, good. He, he fell for it. I really thought he was a skip. Oh, my my. <laughs> Pussyfooter, huh? Oh, oh, you now, Charlie, you remember now. Remember now, the women gotta think that he really, really escaped. Uh, yes, sir. Don't worry. I, good. I'll remember. Good. Uh, maybe someday you'll be assistant assistant deputy. Deputy. You like that, Charlie? What? Like it. Why? Yes, sir, Mr. Yeah. Belljoy. That, that'd be just uh, fine. Sticky females. Bad enough having them practice, practice this manners, talking English. You know, Charlie boy, only boy, I couldn't spit in front of them anymore. No. For a fact. And if you think that I'd let that giggle patched daughter of mine, daughter of mine, marry up with something like him, like him, a foot and four foreigner boy boy you driver charlie boy how you like to be my son-in-law charlie boy sheriff Uh, judge mayor 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 Mayor. i'd like it just fine good good yeah (laughs) son-in-law mine charlie boy (laughs) good
2: The Gentleman was produced and directed by Anthony Ellis and stars John Daner as J.B. Kendall. Mr. Daner was also heard as Sheriff Beljoy. The story was written by Charles B. Smith. Featured in the cast were Richard Perkins, Virginia Gregg, Ron Meader, Jeanette Nolan, Harry Bartell, and Stacy Harris. again next week for another report from The Frontier Gentleman. Alan Botzer speaking.
0: The Frontier Gentleman on Tuned to Yesterday, an episode from June 8, 1958 on CBS. Now, I didn't want to spoil it before the broadcast, but you've probably noticed, if you're a big fan of voice actor John Daner, that he played two roles as J.B. Kendall, The Frontier Gentleman, and Sheriff Beljoy and most likely only got paid for one. This is an hour of Westerns on Tuned to Yesterday. I'm your host, Mark LeVonier. Next, the first broadcast of the Fort Laramie series starring Raymond Burr. It ran on CBS Radio Sunday nights at 5.30 from January to October in 1956, and it would be a year later that Raymond Burr picked up the television role of Perry Mason. This broadcast called Plain Indian from January 22, 1956.
7: Sergeant, Sergeant Gore, how are you? Sure good to see you, Captain. You look kind of funny, though. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, them clothes, musty. I ain't used to you out of uniform. I'll be back in uniform at midnight tonight, Sergeant. We'll stay in town till then. And you can buy me a drink. Me? But I thought you was going to get rich in St. Louis. <laughs> Did I say that? Well, you talked about nothing else before your leave come through. Just proves you shouldn't believe everything you hear, Sergeant. Yes, sir. I'll try to remember that. See that you do. Then to really fool you, I may go back to St. Louis. Quit the army? A man can make money there, Sergeant. I don't mean gambling. I mean honestly. In an honest business. Buying things. Selling them. Well, sir, the army's sure no place for a man who wants to get rich. I'll say that. The army's no place for a man who wants to do any living at all. You're either turning black with the boredom of garrison, or you're riding hell bent into nowhere. That's sure enough true, Captain. Well, come on, let's get our drink. How's B Company, Sergeant? Company's fine, sir. Major Daggett's going to be mighty glad to see you back at Fort Laramie. <laughs> he isn't going to see me till midnight. He'll be waiting up. Send me into town to tell you. Huh? Yeah. Something wrong? Yes, sir. Well, what? Arapahos. They've been raiding for horses. Massacred a whole family over in the basin about 10 days ago. You mean... You mean they jumped the reservation? Not the whole tribe. Just a few of them, I guess. Mr. Seibert's took B Company out last week, but he didn't have any luck. Why not? I don't know, Captain. I wasn't with him. What? I've been on Thick List till two days ago. Thick List? You? Yes, sir. Uh, Hack Mule kicked me in the belly. Oh. Well, a little whiskey will cure that, Sergeant. (laughs) Well, here we are. Mr. Seibert's is feeling mighty bad about it. Your belly? (laughs) Like I said, it's good to have you back, Captain. (laughs) Uh, Bottle of rye and two glasses. Coming up. Uh, The army. (laughs) Hey, Boylan,
6: look at what came
7: in. What's his trouble? (laughs) (laughs) Eight soldiers, I guess. (laughs) Like a lot of people. Since Richmond. Yeah, too much war, maybe. I guess everybody like to forget it now. We all like to forget it. the war still going on? You're right, sir. Who do they think stands between them and all the hostiles out there waiting to hack them to pieces? Who does all their dirty work for them? It isn't like people to be grateful for any favors, sergeant. No, sir, I guess not. I think of the troops aching for home while they sweat and freeze and spill their blood all over the frontier for 50 cents a day. It makes me mad. Tell me about St. Louis, Captain. Hmm? Here's your liquor, gentlemen. Hey, you! Hold it! Do you know them, Sergeant? No, sir. What's your trouble, Mister? My name ain't Mister. It's Rudio. I ain't talking to you. I'm talking to the soldier. I'm with the soldier. You stay out of this. You know what's good for you. You tell him, Moylan. What do you want from me? I never saw you before. Here. Yeah. You won't want to see us again after we're through with you. What's this all about? We don't like soldiers drinking where we drink, mister. We like to teach them a lesson now and then. Don't we, Moilin?
3: Yeah, we do it,
7: too. Now, you just... Can't... Shut up, mister. What's the matter with you? Coming in here with a soldier. You got to drink with him, too. Rudio, oh. I just guess that he ain't no better than no soldier himself. Just scum, floating with scum. That's
6: what I call it. Well.
7: Okay. Sergeant Gorse? Yes, sir. You can have more than there. Thank you, sir. Move out. I hear that drink now, Captain Quince. You can buy the first one, Sergeant. Yes, sir. <laughs> You're half an hour late, Captain Quince. I was on the post at midnight, Major. I wanted to get back in the uniform before reporting. I'm glad of that, anyway. I kind of figured you would be. (laughs) You still think I'm too army, don't you, Lee? (laughs) We've known each other a long time, Major. Uh, Since Vicksburg with Grant. Uh, I remember a night in Chattanooga. You weren't very army. I've forgotten the girl's name, of course. (laughs) Captain Quince, I trust Sergeant Gorse told you about the Arapaho trouble. Yeah. They're out raiding for horses. They've slaughtered a family over in the basin. It's got to be stopped. Settlers are beginning to wonder what the 2nd Cavalry's doing at Fort Laramie. If this goes on, there won't be any settlers. Hard enough homesteading this country without a man waiting for him and his family to be massacred by renegade Indians. I'll take a patrol out in a few days, have a look around. You'll take B Company out tomorrow morning. May I make a suggestion, Major Daggett? If it's in order. Lieutenant Seibert took B Company out and found nothing. Sure, he's green, but a few Arapaho can hide easy from a whole troop of cavalry beating its way through this country. Give me 12 men. I'll scout those Indians, get them set up. Then I'll come back for the company. No. No, it's too slow. There isn't time. Better let me try it, sir. I said no, Captain. You haven't got very far your way, Major. You have your orders. Yes, sir. Oh, Captain. Yes, sir. I heard you and Sergeant Gorse were in a brawl earlier this evening in town. Conduct unbecoming an officer. You should learn to control your temper, Captain. I wonder what family the Arapahos are putting the knife to tonight, Major Daggett. (sighs) I should never start this sort of thing with you. Take your patrol. Yes, sir. Any further orders? May have Sergeant Gorse and Lieutenant Seibert. But no other officers or non-commissioned officers. Right. Pass your men through the main gates of the post half hour before reveille. Any questions? No, sir. Then move out. There's a cabin just over this rise, Captain Quent. Ah, must be new, Mister Sybert. Yes, sir. It is. A man and his family. He's um, he's raising horses. A man's a fool. There's just as good land a day's ride from the fort. You're right, sir. Am I, Mrs. Hyberts? Of course, sir. What if the man likes it out here, away from people? That make him a fool? No, sir. Then I'm wrong. I'm afraid I don't understand, sir. You agree too easily, Mr. Seibert. Better learn to think for yourself. Yes, sir. Now, where is your cabin? Well, you'll see it in a minute, sir. But There it... Are... No. Look, it's been burned. Uh. Oh. Sergeant. Sergeant. The Arapahoes again, Captain. Yes, Captain. Look down there, Sergeant. Hmm. Well, the patrol out as scout, Sergeant. A thousand yards between men. If there's any Indians around, I want to know it. The men will watch us at the cabin for arm signals. Right, sir. And then join Mr. Syberts and me down there. Move out. Yes, sir. Follow me, Mr. Sabat. family, Mr. Seibitz. That's all of them, sir. Thank God for that. Every one of them scalped. Even the boy. Oh, at least they... they weren't tortured. No, sir. Tell me... Tell me, Mr. Seibert, was the... the other family like this? Why, yes, sir. I see. Made quite a mess, didn't he? Take a good look, Sergeant. How many horses did this man have, Mr. Seibert? About ten, as I remember, sir. Hmm. Well, Sergeant... Funny thing. What is? Well, Captain, I don't know how them Arapahos could have surprised him so fast. What makes you think they did? Not many arrows around. If a man had, had a chance to put up any fight at all, there'd be a lot of arrows. Is that all? Yes, sir. You sure? Well. Nope. Yes, sir. Sergeant Gorse, I excuse Mr. Syberts because of his lack of experience. But you? You're a disgrace to the cavalry ought to clean your sleeve and send you back to stable detail yes sir don't stand there gab and use your eyes i'm looking look harder there ain't no tracks no tracks somebody dragged him out with a blanket somebody why do you say somebody sergeant i don't know sir there's something wrong here look how old's that boy sergeant 12, 13. Old enough to be a brave in a couple of years if he was an Indian? Yes, sir. Don't holes usually keep a boy that age and try to make a warrior out of him? They always do. Now, wait. In tracks, they wouldn't hide their tracks. No, they wouldn't. Captain. Yeah? Now I know why you got so mad. I'm pretty mad myself. Took you long enough. Mr. Seibert. Yes, sir? A man wearing moccasins doesn't care about his tracks. He's got nothing to hide. Wasn't the Rappahoes did this? Wasn't Indians at all? It was white men. Whose place is this, Captain? Well, Jake Steele and his wife. Their daughter lives with them.
1: Shouldn't their daughter live with them, sir?
7: Ollie's 19, going on 20. She had some schooling back east. You mean she should be married now? This country needs women, Mr. Seibitz, but it doesn't need single women. Yes, sir. Patrol! Hunt! Mr. Sybert. yes, sir. dismount and unsaddle. Dry the horses, turn them into the corral yonder. Cache the saddles over in that brush so they can be seen. All other equipment the men will keep. Yes sir. Two men will stand by for escort duty. Move out. yes sir. Captain Quince, Miss Steele.
8: Well, Captain, what are you and your troopers doing out here?
7: I'll tell you if you ask me in.
8: Oh. Come in.
7: Where's your family?
8: Well, they rode over to the Abbott place.
7: That's a long ride.
8: We're spending the night. They'll be back tomorrow. Why? Is there trouble?
7: No, not for you, Holly.
8: And what are you doing here?
7: I came to borrow your ranch. What? I need it for a few days, maybe maybe a week.
8: Now, Captain... You and
7: your folks can stay with the abbots for a while. I'll send for you when I'm through here.
8: You seem to have it all figured out. I have. Of course. Shall I leave right now, Captain Quinn?
7: Sooner the better. I'm sending an escort with you.
8: Oh, that's very kind of you. I
7: can spare a couple of troopers.
8: And you'll move in here?
7: Sergeant Gorse and me.
8: Wouldn't you like for me to stay and cook for
7: you? No, no, no. You you, you couldn't do that.
8: Why? Don't you think I'm a good cook?
7: <laughs> well, maybe when this is over, I'll, I'll ride back sometime and find out.
8: Captain Quince. Just because you and I've met once or twice at Fort Laramie dance. Just a
7: minute, Miss Holly. You don't understand. Don't I? I should have explained. There's... there's going to be a fight here. Fight? I'm using this place for a trap, baiting it with a bunch of horses. And when the men I'm after come for them, well, we'll be waiting. What men? Men who've been stealing horses... Murdering settler families, blaming it on the Arapahoes. You mean it's...
8: It's white men who've been doing that? I do. Captain Quince, I'm beginning to understand that being in the cavalry, you're accustomed to ordering people around and not explaining I'm
7: anything. sorry, Holly. I, I upset you.
8: Now, if you'll wait outside while I get some things together, I'll ride up to the abbess with that escort you promised me. Good. Oh, Captain. Yes? I hope you have a chance someday to find out about my cooking. What I mean is, good luck. Thank you, Holly. Go on, get out of here now.
7: took me that long to do something I'd get busted to a private. You can still get busted, Sergeant. Yes, sir. Mr. Cyberts, right here Captain. You'll take over the patrol Mr. Syberts. I want you to spot the men in a complete circle around this place half a mile out. They're to dig in and when they think they're hidden, I'm gonna ride that circle. I understand sir. Heaven help any trooper I can see. Yes, sir. They're to let those men through. But when they hear gunfire from the cabin here, they're to kill anything that tries to get back out. Any questions? No, sir. Move out. Yes, sir. Hey, well, Sergeant, you and I are going to be sitting on the pan of this trap. <laughs> like poisoned meat, huh? Maybe. Before we get off. You have to do that, Sergeant. I didn't join the army to be locked up in this coop for three days. Maybe you'd rather be sitting outside with the real men, half buried, afraid to move, with nothing but a canteen of water and a handful of jerky. And no smoke? And no smokes. Captain Quince, I never had it so good, sir. Then shut up. Doc, I've already. Good. Ain't the kind of men who'd attack even a woman in the daylight. No, I guess not. Gorse, you lied to me. What? No smokes. You tried to make me think you'd find it rough out there with the troopers because they can't smoke. Well... You never smoked in your life, you ape. Not with that quid of tobacco in your jaw day and night. What are you trying to give me? You need action, too, Captain. Bad as I do. Yeah, I do. Three days of this is worse than a winter in Garrison. You go to St. Louis, I'm going with you. That easy money sounds... Shh, wait, wait. Come here. What is it? Horses. Listen. We got him, Captain. We got him. Okay. Move fast, get out the back window. Come up the off side of the cabin. But don't shoot till I get at least one of them inside here. Yes, sir. Good hunting, Captain. Same to you, Sergeant. with you look out Jim you'll have a gun listen mister we ain't gonna hurt nobody we got something to tell you is all let's fix them and get out of here Jim we're just passing by mister got some news for you maybe there ain't nobody home wouldn't leave all them horses alone, would they? Uh, I'm coming in, mister. Don't shoot now. Have your daughter light the lamp, mister. Then we can talk. next mister you okay sergeant yes sir well we got two of them anyway i didn't realize there were more than that he was holding their horses well the troopers will take care of him They deserve a little action, too. They sure do. Who are they, do you know? Strangers. The one inside dead? I didn't kill him. But you took an awful chance, Captain. It'll be worth it. Maybe we can find out what they did with all the horses they've stolen. Maybe we can take them back. Yes, sir. But at least two families won't never get theirs. hear that captain mission accomplished no more women and kids dying hard feels kind of good don't it captain don't it sergeant yes sir feels a whole lot better than making money in st louis is produced and directed by Norman MacDonald and stars Raymond Burr as Lee Quince, Captain of Cavalry, with Vic Perrin as Sergeant Gorse. Company, tension. Dismissed.
0: tuned to yesterday the first broadcast in the series of 40 shows from january 22nd 1956 on cbs the series would close on october 28th of that year and that wraps up this hour of westerns on tuned to yesterday be sure to be with us next time for more great programs from radio's golden years until our next hour together i'm mark Lavonier. thanks for listening